This is the Secrets We Share podcast, a show about the ins and outs, the ups and downs, and the left and rights of mental health care in Australia. Here's your host, Francis Carlton. Welcome to Secrets We Share, brought to you by Secret Keeper Counselling, where we talk all things mental health with clients and clinicians. There may be tears, triggers, laughter, some learning and profanity. So you've been warned. So make yourself a cup of tea, sit back and relax as I talk with to talk to Sarah. And she's going to share a few of her secrets with us today. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> so let's start with three words to describe yourself. Seeking, truthful, kind. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay, cool. Seeking. Seeking what? Seeking the truth. Seeking the truth. Um, And um, taking many years to come to a place where, you know, I'm asking, how can I really, really help people? You know, and it it has to be simple. It has to be really, really simple. Um, And something repetitive, something that becomes familiar, something that people can really take into their lives. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you're not a, th- a mental health therapist. No. What sort of therapist are you? I'm a therapist that helps people to step up, to um, not be a victim, to, you know, unravel the stories. Um, and I give people tools, I suppose, tools, techniques, whatever you want to give the name. That just sounds wanky to me, tools and techniques. But anyway, yeah. I... I reframe the whole of what is happening in their lives so they get out of their victimhood, they come into their power, they know that they are the um, creator of their reality, they are, you know, in charge of their stage, their show, and, um, you know, and then I just help people move forward with it. So I don't want people just to come and talk about their stuff every week. Mm. I'm not interested in that. I want to give people to go away, do this, and... I believe that that is going to change the world because people aren't coming from a victim mentality anymore. So your clients go home with homework. They go home with homework. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then they and then when things come up every time things come up, things just come up and uh, they will come up because they're creating it as mm. they go and then that's an opportunity you have an opportunity in that moment. Mm. You can be open or you can close off. You mm. can squash it down and bring it out another day. Or you can actually go, oh, okay, I've been triggered here. Mm. Um, I have an opportunity to let something go. And I believe that that is just, that is the work. Mm. That is the work. It's just letting things go as they come up. And it's really, it's kind of like relax, retreat, release, and just allow the energy to come up. How, what, what, sort of, what sort of tools and techniques do you use to allow the energy to come up? Well, we can have a look at what it is. We can muscle test. We call it kinesiology. Um, and really what I'm doing is I'm just looking for, I'm muscle testing to find where um, the um, trigger is in the subconscious from your past. So we can quite easily, when something comes up, when there is something that they're thinking about, it's never usually what they've come in for, you know, the actual thing that they've come in for. It's actually something that is very deeply buried that is just being triggered. So can you give an example of something that somebody would come in for as a fairly sort of normal thing? So so an example for me, for instance, that people would come in with anxiety, Yes. We're feeling very anxious about our work. And then you find that deeper cause. Is that the same sort of things that people would present to you with? Um, yes. Yeah, I suppose they would. They, they'll come in with something. Usually it's a relationship thing. Usually there's something that's, you know, that they're upset with, with their partners. That's always the highest stakes, isn't it, mm. the partners? Or, you know, maybe their children, but usually it's their partners or, you know, friends or whatever or, or family. Mm. And then we can unravel it. We can just start. So saying, relationships. Okay. Yeah, that, that's quite. And then if somebody's coming in with a work thing, of course, you know, there's these two, really there's two bottom beliefs. Once you start pairing away all the stuff, mm. there's two bottom beliefs. I'm not safe. And I'm not good enough. Mm. So where has that come from? Mm. And, you know, when people start talking to me, it's kind of like, you know, 
he's doing this and he's doing that or she's doing this. And then I just kind of say very gently, you know, what is it that they need to do Mm. or be for you to be okay? Mm. And then it's kind of like, oh, okay, let's have a look at that. And and it's like, do they need to be a certain way for you to be okay? Or can we just actually, you know, just see how we can make you okay with what they're doing? Mm. You know, do you know what I mean? Mm. So we're kind of just doing mirror work. We're doing looking at the past. We're doing, you know, hypnosis to change, um, uh, you know, the firing and wiring of the brain. Um, what else? I do a, something called Psych K. Psych K is absolutely phenomenal. Can you explain a little bit about what Psych, Psych K, K is? is? Now that is uh, Robin Robert Williams. His name is, and he's kind of paired up with um, Bruce Lipton. Do you know Bruce Lipton, the biologist? Mm. He um, is very much about, you know, up until the age of seven, that's when 95% of all your, you know, shit has started. Yep. And uh, for want of a better word. <laughs> those formative, those formative, formative years. years. <laughs> and, um, and he's very much, he's got a book called Biology of Belief, which is a, a fantastic book. And he's actually, you know, he used to, he taught at, um, you know, the principal universities in America, Yale and uh, wherever you know in the medical sort of faculties mm. and um and he was amazed that there was only a really really small amount like a, you know an afternoon or something talking about the placebo effect talking about actually right. how your mind affects your you know your um body your physical body mm. and uh, astounded by that he decided to go off and really research it and that's where the biology of belief came up his book mm. um and so i love Anything that's, you know, to do with how we think affects, you know, everything in our life, basically. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Everything in our life. Yes. You know, whether we get cancer or not or whatever, but, you know, talk to some people and they'll go. Ah! So how does, how does Psyche work? <laughs> Psyche is something where it's kind of like a left and right brain integration. Mm. You're right. Yeah. Mm. And um, so your muscle testing the, for a belief, for, for a stress, and you'll say out of naught to 10, how stressed are you? 10 being very stressed, naught, not. So you measure, you quantify, you know, where the stress is. Mm. And then you actually, the belief that you've got to, that you found in the kinesiology, you've dug deep and you've actually, you get to like a goal for the balance. Like, is it, what is it that you really want to achieve? You know, what is it that you want out of this? Now that we've looked at your stories, inverted commas, Mm. and we've seen, you know, usually about three triggers, three major triggers. Well, it doesn't have to be, but I usually look for that. Mm. Um, And then we can say, right, that goal, we're going to absolutely integrate it in your mind, your body, your everything. Mm. So you muscle test for it. And of course, it's usually weak. Um, and then you can do something where you you cross the legs and then you muscle test again. You cross the arms, you muscle test. So you get the left and right brain integration and okay. then you actually say what the goal is and you say it until you're cooked. So you will feel it. In At first you'll feel the mind going, no, 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 that's rubbish. And, you know, <laughs> like just don't believe that. You'll feel uncomfortable. You might feel a bit sick. You know, all that sort of stuff. And then after a while, usually about up to about two minutes or whatever, suddenly you feel like, yes. Can you give me an, can you give yes. me an example of how that would work? Just because I'm not sure how this is coming across on the recording. <laughs> so can you just give me an example of what that might be? So a goal. I'm might... happy to be a, I'm happy to be a dummy and I'll be open, I'll be an open book for you. Well, I'd have to actually do the, you know, the okay. muscle testing and everything. Did you want to do that? Yeah, why not? While we do this. All right. Yeah. So, okay, I'll do an example of it. So what is a goal that you want to achieve? What is something that you really, really would like to change or something about that myself? Is a stress? Yeah, that's a about stress myself. for you. A stress for me, um, well, I always have financial stress. Okay. Always have financial stress because I'm on my own. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And so what would be a statement that you would want that's a positive statement for that, for that, you know, financial stress? So like, um, so um, I don't have, I don't have enough money or I would like to have more money or I would. Present tense. Present tense. Not I would like to in the future. I will have. I have. I have. I have. No financial stress. Everything. I need. Okay, I have everything I need. For, well, in your words. I have everything I need for my survival. Yeah, and how does that make you feel when you say that? 
weird. Yeah. So out of naught to ten, naught being no stress, ten being very stressed, I have everything I need for my survival. Where would you be? Probably around six or seven. Six or seven, so it's quite stressful. All right. Yeah. So I want you to just put your feet flat on the floor. Okay. And you're going to sit down. Yeah, you can, you know, just sit, sit here. Okay. So make sure we keep nice and nice and nice, nice and loud. And to that. Nice right. and loud. And you're going to look down. I want your your eyes. Very important where your eyes are. Yep. When we're doing this. Now, what is the statement? Repeat it again. I have everything I. Need. I have everything I need for my, for my survival. survival. All right. Just put your arm up like that and just hold strong, but not like a, like you're balancing a feather. Okay. Okay. So you're balancing a feather. Now say, my name is Francis. My name is Francis. My name is Jemima. My name is Jemima. My name is Francis. My name is Francis. Okay. Can you feel that lock when I when you say my name is Francis? Yes. 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 Say yes. That. Yes. 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 No. 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 Can you see how you can't lock? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You yeah. got that. So my right arm is at a right angle at the moment. Yeah. Uh, for my body, and she's pushing down on my wrist. Yeah. So yeah. you've got that feel. You know that feeling of a lock. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So yes. I'm talking straight through, and I've got straight. So you're very receptive. Okay. Which is fantastic. Yep. All right. Now I want you to look down at the edge of the carpet or somewhere, and then yep. just say that statement. I have everything I need for my survival. And hold strong. Not hold everything. strong. Do you see? Yeah. It just bounces. Okay. okay. Cross your legs over one way. I have so everything again. I need for my survival. I have everything I need for my survival. All right, now the other way. I have okay. everything for my I need for my survival. Can you feel that lock? Okay, yeah. Yeah, okay. Keep them there. Don't move them. Cross okay. your arms. Yep. Now look down at there. Yes. So right. my arms are now crossed. My yep. wrists are crossed. Say it again. I have everything I need for my survival. Okay, I have everything. I have everything I need. I have everything. I well, need tell for me my survival. <laughs> I have everything I need for my survival. Okay. Can you see that's little strong? Yeah. All right. Now keep your hands like that. Now you can in, you interlace them. You can either put them down on your lap yeah. or you can put them up against your chest. Like that? Yeah. So you can so have I them now have nicely my, against my, your my, heart. My, my fingers are interlaced across my heart yeah and so can you see how everything is crossed over yes now what i want you to do is i want you to close your eyes and i want you to say inside so silently silently inside in your head i have everything i need for my survival okay okay don't think about it too much just keep saying that statement over and over again mm. until you're cooked until you feel like it's really integrated in your body mm. okay keep going just yeah. keep going yeah 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 <laughs> yeah okay so you just keep going and going until you you've feel... got to do it because you got to, yeah. i want you to feel it <laughs> I'm, I'm aware that silence is not a good podcast do you want me to just put it on just stop it for the moment because if no if you again? do it will stop it okay it doesn't pause it all right yeah all right okay so so if you close okay. your eyes yeah. and you do it i can talk about what's happening mm. okay so shall yeah. i do that and yeah. you just keep repeating over and over i have everything that I need for my survival. Mm. So what we're doing here, so you just concentrate on that, all right, and I'll just talk into your, <laughs> for your podcast. So it's, it's just integrating that left and right brain. Um, there's a stress, there's a trigger from your past. We don't need to know what that trigger is. We don't need to know. We don't need to delve into anything at all. What we want to do is we just want to really embody this in every cell of your being, in your brain, um, left and right integration, um, and that will change that belief. Mm. Do you feel? I actually feel. I actually feel really relaxed. Do you feel relaxed? Yes. Okay. So you. So I feel like that might have been cooked. Now another thing that happens with me is I do a lot of work with energy. Mm. I can feel the energy from you now, and I can mm. feel that there's kind of like a release. Can you feel mm. the energy? Oh, I've, I've kind of I've kind of got a bit goosebumpy yeah. and a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So every time I get someone on this bed and we do a thing and we get to a realisation because we can get to it really quickly, I can just go, okay, um, not five, five to ten, right, okay, five, six, mm. seven, eight. Okay, what happened when you were eight concerning whatever we're talking about? Is it your mother? Is it your father? So I can muscle test because that parasympathetic nervous system is connected yes. to the subconscious. So I can get to it really quickly. I don't have to talk about it forever to try and unravel 
what it is. Mm. And and then we can say, oh, okay, all right. And so this is where this comes from. What is the goal? Mm. Okay, so the position of your eyes are important. You know, that's a neuro-linguistic programming thing. Mm. It's the wind. Mm. Um, so what we do now is you just put your feet fat on the floor. You just fat on the floor. Flat, flat on, on the floor. floor. Um, just look at the edge of the carpet. Looking and now just say that carpet. statement now. And let's just see whether it's really cooked because this will be locked. Okay. <laughs> okay. I have everything I need for my survival. survival. I have everything I need for my I'm survival. I'm pushing really hard. Can you see how strong that is? Mm. You couldn't hold that up before. No. You have integrated that, okay? Yeah. Now put your fingers together and fingers just together. let that just... Okay. And also when people leave here, sometimes they feel a little dizzy yeah. because there's some major thing that's shifted yes. in their psyche. Their energy has shifted. So I yeah. usually say go to the beach. We have beautiful beaches around here. We go do. for a walk yeah. and you need to ground yourself. So yeah. we are we are in so the So you've got a, a, yeah. an idea of that's one yeah. thing I do. That's one thing you do. Wow, okay. One thing. And I'm but I'm I not sure that. that I probably did it absolutely accurately because I was listening to you talking and normally that would have been I a silent time. I think you did. Because yeah. I felt the energy come off from you and okay. I and I can feel your demeanour is different now. Can you? Can you? I don't know if yeah. <laughs> what you don't what you don't know listeners is that um i had everything set up to do the podcast very professionally and then it the my computer crapped itself basically and we are recording this on my iphone <laughs> as long as it gets across, after a, after amazing. three hour, after three hour drive so my my demeanor probably at the start of this was probably a little bit tense um and i'm probably not quite so tense now yeah yeah well, anyway, yeah. we'll see how you go. Just see yeah. how you go with that. So yeah. what training did you do in order to be able to do that? Oh, look, just where do you start? Where do you start? I mean, I didn't go down the normal, you know, psychotherapy, do a degree route. Um, because I it just, when I looked at what I had to do for that or what, you know, was needed or required, whatever, it just didn't make sense to me. Hmm. It didn't make sense with my experience, my 18 years of experience working with extremely anxious, extremely stressed people. When I was doing makeup and hair and costume design for films, you're very intimately involved with people for a long time. Hmm. You're in their face every single day for hours on end. Yeah. And these are very high profile people. So, you know, when I was in Hollywood and also, you know, in Australia. So and that's politicians, that's actors, hmm. that's people, you know, pop stars, whoever. So I got a real sense of how to work with them. But then after that, I got really, really into kinesiology because I had a kinesiology session okay. with someone and it completely changed my life. So how is kinesiology different from what we've just done? Well, you know how I was saying about the muscle testing? Yes. That is what they call kinesiology. Okay. So you can go into all sorts of different things about, are we mm. going to do this position, that position, uh, you know, move, the, whatever. But I feel like really everything is to do with your mind. Everything mm. is to do with the mind. So I want to shift stuff in the mind so that, you know, mm. you know. Think. for example, I can give you a, an example of a client a young girl who came to me, she was only 19, she had um, cystitis and she had really bad cystitis. She'd had it for years and it got to a stage where the doctor said, well, you're going to have to go on to really strong antibiotics for about a year to even try and touch this. And wow. she said, every time I take antibiotics, I throw up. So, mm. you know, what can you help me? So what we did was we got to the root of why she's holding on. Why is she holding on? Why is she causing infection in her bladder and holding on? And so we got to the thing that it was her father. Mm. So we went through the whole thing about, you know, all right, he left when he was younger. He was a drug addict. Um, his mother used to hide her in the cupboard when she was little, you know, all of this sort of stuff. And, um, and so it was like, and I can't forgive my father. I'm holding on to this anger and resentment and pain that I have for my father. And so it's like, have you ever, have you ever thought about having a chat with him? And seeing what it was like for him. Oh, my God, I can never see him. I can never do this, you know, blah, 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 blah. A couple of days later, of course, suddenly her father comes into, of course, because she's, she's creating her reality. Yes. She, you know, we create our reality. Yeah. He comes up. He, and we released the pain. 
because mm. we did some work to release that and mm. whatever just with kinesiology. So releasing that resentment and that Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we worked on all to. of that stuff, yeah, because she's an adult now. She's not a child and, mm. and we're letting stuff go and we're doing it quite rapidly. Mm. So anyway, so she, she sees him, he comes in and she sits down and she says, what was it like for you when I was a child? Nobody has ever asked him that. Everybody has blamed him for being the bad guy, for being the person who's a failure, for all of this sort of stuff. No mm. one has ever asked him in his life. And they sat there and talked for about three hours. And she could understand what was going on for him, mm. you know? And, I mean, she said, and I, I didn't speak to her for about a month. Um, in fact, I think I've had a discussion with her mother or something, and I said, oh, how's she going and stuff? And she said, well, she went home, she did a huge wee. <laughs> <laughs> And she hasn't had cystitis since. That was it. Was so quick. It was so strong because of her letting go of that belief. Seeing the father, such healing. They cried. They drank tea. They, you know, for hours on end. They're now seeing each other. She really wanted to have a relationship with a man. She never could have a relationship with someone because, you know, um, she had all this stuff about mm. men are this, men are that. She's mm. now, you know, literally a year later, she was engaged. Now she's married. And, you know, so yeah. her whole life changed. Her whole yeah. life changed. So she brought that change about by letting go. Letting go. And rewiring that rewiring that, wiring, that part of yeah. that brain that was stopping yeah. her from moving forward. Yeah. So she dealt with the emotional, you know, attachment mm. to that. And yeah. then the physical just drops away. Yeah. So everything, everything is about letting go. Mm. Letting go. Letting go of the triggers. And... The main, main thing that really, really changed my life, I think, and after searching and searching for many, many years, reading so many books, doing, you know, Psyche, um, kinesiology, theta healing classes, about 10 of those. Um, theta healing? Theta. theta oh, theta. Yeah. It's a theta healing. Yeah. <laughs> hypnosis, you know, well, yeah. you know, <laughs> hypnosis um, and, you know, 30 years of being a meditator basically, you know, yeah. all different sorts of things and getting out of your head, um, is I, I was in America and my daughter was, my younger daughter was 14 at the time and she was with us and she's a very anxious person. She's a really quite a challenging um, person to be in our life. Such amazing lessons that we have learned, though. Mm. You know, wouldn't have it any other way. And um, and we were just walking past this, this meditation centre, Ma Meditation, it was called MUAM, which is a South Korean type of meditation I didn't mm. go through the whole levels because it's a bit culty at the end and yep. I wasn't interested in that but um what they do is two hours meditation every day and I did it for nearly two years right. two hours a day and it wow. was all and it was live by Viber from LA they would talk to me and they would talk me through it for two hours of letting go letting go and it's different themes every day so it's right. a different theme right now we're going to talk about your mother so from 0 to 10 10 to 20 20 to 30 so and it, it was such a gradual thing that happened over that time. You don't even notice it. You mm. don't know. And then suddenly one day you kind of go, I feel really happy. I feel really happy. Okay. 97% of the day is I am really, really happy. And that experience mm. really set for me that it's about letting go. It's about just mm. relaxing releasing in every moment mm. that's the work it's the work mm. it's relaxing and releasing in every single moment looking at the triggers and we you know you were sort of saying oh I don't want that to work because it'll annoy me you see for me I would say that is such an ideal you know that that's <laughs> such an opportunity because something annoys you and it's not going down the rabbit hole of trying to find out what the freaking heck it is. Yeah. Because you don't need to know what it is. Yeah. What you need to know is that that thing annoys you. Ah, oh, I have an opportunity to yeah. relax, release, and feel the pain. Just feel That's it. why I closed it, so that I could release. <laughs> because otherwise, I, so the, this is part of the setup. So basically, the, the software wouldn't open. <laughs> And I said, I'm just going to unplug this and I'm going to close the laptop because it will annoy me if it starts working during the podcast because I know that I would have been watching that out of the corner of my eye the whole time. Yeah. So it was better to just close it. Yeah. And that's me going, yep, no, close it, release. I'll sort that out when I get home. Yeah. Whereas for me, I would be really interested in why that annoys me. 
Oh, I know why it annoys me. No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But why? Do, like, do, do you know what I mean? It's like if your husband has a, a particular trait, that annoys me. Stop doing that because it's going to keep annoying me. Yeah. Why does that annoy me? Mm. Mm. Do you see what I mean? Why? Mm. And, 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 instead and that of is my ex-husband. That's why it annoys me. <laughs> is it your ex-husband? It's my ex-husband. Okay. Because? Because? Because he was... <laughs> Podcast therapy session. Anyway, here we go. No, so I was I was married for thirteen years to an IT geek, and we had computers going all the time. So the wires that it takes to set this up drive me crazy because there's wires. Yeah, I put it up because I know yeah. that it's only out for an hour, hour and a half, and then I fold it all up and put it away again, nice and neat in the case. But having the computer open and me keeping an eye on it to make sure it's working is exactly what my husband would have done. Right, and that's why I don't do it. Yeah. And why I won't do it. Yeah. Because it's one of those things that just... And I would say, do it and then see what comes up and release it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is not the right place to be doing that. <laughs> this is but you not. Know, that's just an example. That's just yeah. an example of yeah. my approach to, you know, nobody can, yeah. nobody can stop me from loving them. No one can control how I react to somebody else. I am in charge. I'm, mm. in contra- I'm in charge about how I react to someone. There's a story about, you know, like my mother, because I only just met my mother um, in the last three years. I was adopted. Right. Um, and um, I did see her 20 years ago, but it didn't go down terribly well then. Lucy was little and I needed a mum then. Yeah. And she couldn't be that mum for me. Yeah. So it didn't work out and, and I thought, well, you know, I'm not going to carry on. So anyway, for some reason, I got hold of one of my sisters. I've got three sisters and a brother that I've just met in the last three years. Right. And, um, and now my mother is actually, she, you see, I went to stay with her and she's got lung cancer and she's got three months to live. So I went over there and I spent two months with her. Now, she's doing everything. Where is she? She's in London. She's in the UK. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. So so I went and stayed with her for two months in her little, like, annex to the... the she rents out the main house mm. that, that they grew up in and then she lives in this annex and okay. I was in with her. She's quite... She's not an easy woman to live with. Yeah. And, um, and one of the things that she does is that she doesn't listen to a, a word that anyone says really. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She'll ask a question... But then she'll start talking halfway through. You're trying to explain it, so she probably doesn't even know what I do properly. Okay, you know. And I was very triggered by that because when I was little, I felt like I wasn't listened to. How many people feel like they weren't listened to? This is a very common thing. It is. All right, it's a very common thing because your parents are too busy, whatever. So I went into this place of like, you know, just can you just do some stuff to help your cancer? Can you eat some organic food? Can you do, you know, to, you know, some different protocols? Can you um, blah, 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 blah. So I did all this research about alternative stuff because, of course, I would always go down the alternative route. I would never have the, you know, the cut, the burn and the, mm. the chemicals or whatever, yeah. you know, um, and which they're all very, you know, into the hospital mm. stuff. And that's fine, whatever, you know, it doesn't matter. But when I went over there, it was like, can you just support the chemo, you've got to get your immunity up because the cancer's going to grow, etc., etc. Mm. She wouldn't listen to a word of it. And I felt like I got so frustrated with her. That frustration is mine. Mm. It's totally mine. Mm. So I could relax and I could sit back and I could see what needs to be released. And I could see myself not being listened to by my mother who adopted me, who, who should never really have adopted children and, you know, whatever. Mm. <laughs> um, and um, and I, just, I just let that pain come up. Mm. And I just cried. And I let the, I could feel the heat that mm. they call that, you know, the heat of yoga, whatever yeah. you want to call it. And it's just really just time to release that, time to release that. And I realised in that moment, nobody needs to listen to me for me to be okay. Mm-hmm. All I have to do is listen to me. Nobody listen, needs to listen to a freaking word that I say. If you go and turn this podcast off right now, I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. And if someone starts talking halfway through when I'm talking, that is totally fine. And that was just such a big release for me, a big release of energy. 
And now when she's sort of so, so what are you up to? You know, and I start talking and she starts talking, I don't care. <laughs> I just want to watch her. I just want to look at her. And, and no one needs, you know, no one can tell me who I could love or not. Mm. I don't have conditions. Mm. You see what I mean? Yeah. So that's what I teach other people. Yeah. Always being absolutely responsible. I mean, look at, the, you know, the leaders we have. It's your fault. It's your fault. You know, just watch Parliament. Yes. You know, in Canberra and just, oh, they did this and you did. And they're all going <laughs> like this. Are you open? Are you open hearted or are you, are you closed? Mm. And it's as simple as that. Mm. You know, I actually I have, I have quite, I have, I have quite a lot of, uh, I have quite a lot of clients that could, that could benefit from <laughs> those words of wisdom. Of, <laughs> you know, nobody can, nobody has to listen to me. Yeah. I just need to listen to me. That's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful sentiment. Yeah. 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 At what point did you have this revelation that you didn't want to be doing the hair and makeup of celebrities and film and politicians and you wanted to be something different? Something different. Something different. Well, I, do you know, I was always incredibly grateful for the job that I had. It really did, you know... It suited everything that I was good at. And every day I, I, I really appreciated it and I pinched myself. I travelled a lot. I earned a lot of money and, you know, all that sort of stuff. But mm. I really had a burning desire that I wanted to have a family. Mm. I really wanted children. And and I thought that I could do all of it. But we don't have parents here. Like my mother, my father's, uh, my father, my husband is... Um, English as well. Okay. So there's no parents to look after kids. And I didn't want uh, an au pair or someone like that mm. to be looking at my child's first steps and all that, you know. Mm. So I kind of, it took me two years to give up my job. And then, of course, I went into a deep depression. Right. And I felt really, really awful. And I lived in a really beautiful house in Sydney with a spa and a pool and it backed onto the bush and it was literally 20 minutes from the centre of Sydney and everything that I wanted my husband was great I mean he was very busy so Mm. I didn't see much of him Mm. and I've never felt more lonely in my life no one was patting me on the back saying you're fabulous no one was brushing my ego Mm. you know saying yeah oh yeah that's a great job uh because I just had kids going I want this I want that and no sleep and and you know so it yeah. and I thought I can do everything I'll be super mum I'll go to work and I on one day I had a sunrise shot and with a sunset shot I had to be miles away in the blue mountains I had six different people looking after my daughter six different people because I couldn't just find one person who could just do the whole day yeah you know they're just not available and I would just go into complete stress and panic if I, you know, once I got booked on a job because who's going to look after, you know, how can I do this? How can I, you know, I mean, some people say, well, why don't you just ring up an agency? And it, I don't know, it just didn't seem to be that easy. Mm. I made it difficult. You know, maybe I just made it really difficult, but it was very hard. And then I went into a thing of well, what am I going to do? What can I do that's going to pay so well? I'm going to have to retrain, I'm going to have to do whatever. And that's why I'm so passionate about doing this Ginger the Frog, you know, doing this kids series, because that okay. involves parents as well. Okay. And the first seven years of your life are the most important years. So <laughs> while I'm off being depressed thinking, well, you know, my ego's not being stroked and, you know, what am I going to do and I should be contributing money, if you cannot if you can just live a little cheaply for a while and living in Sydney, it's being surrounded by people who've got their Porsches and they've got their this and that and they've got, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's what you kind of think that you need to have. Mm. Now I live in the country, people live off nothing. They go to Mm. Vinnie's and buy their clothes. Mm. You know, it's like I didn't even know Target and Kmart existed, Mm. you know, because it just didn't sort of enter my sphere. Yes. Yeah. So you were living 20 shot. minutes from the city of from the city in Sydney. So you were in sort of like the new town sort of um, I, sphere. Is I was right? in the, the inner. Um, in Forestville. Right. Yeah, so I was in a yes. lovely countryish area yes. with everything that I needed being very ungrateful. Yes. You know, because I, my ego wasn't being brushed and I didn't yeah. have anyone telling me that I'm fabulous. Yeah. And it's if I knew what I knew now. And now you live in a town you're in the beautiful Bega Valley in Cabago, which is probably, what, a population of 500 people? Yeah. 
there I've 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 just spent half an hour in Cabago and I think I saw it. Um <laughs> but it was very pretty, very, very yeah, pretty and very sort here. of laid back and everyone was very welcoming and said how wonderful my dog was. I've got Fifi with me today. Yeah. Um so yeah, just a beautiful, a beautiful and Apart from the fact that it's really windy, mm. actually really green as well and is nice. It? Yeah, well, it, well it compared to compared to compared to Canberra, which is yeah. um, sort of beige at the yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah, that's very uh, it's beige. very green. So yeah, yeah but um, yeah, lovely, a lovely spot. And so, how does how does that that sort of sea change? Because you also mentioned your lovely beaches that you have that you're mm. not far away from. Mm. How has that sea change affected your your mental health and your growth as a practitioner? Um, oh, well, it's wonderful because I can have my dream. I've got my horses living with me. We're on 15 acres here. Mm. Um, you know, I grow my own, you know, I love organic veggies. I like to be really healthy. You know, the kids grew up in pony club and riding and, you know, having a great time. We mm. travelled around Australia, you know, in a caravan okay. to, to find the place that we wanted to live. And this is absolutely beautiful here. It's rolling hills. It reminds me of England. And, mm. you know, the people are gorgeous. The community is amazing. So, mm. yeah, no, it, it definitely worked out. But it, there were many years in Sydney where it's like, what can I do that really will fulfil me? You know what? And mm. it's like, oh, well, anyone can have a child. That's what I thought. Mm. Well, anyone can have a child. That's, you know, you don't have to be amazing to do that. Mm. And it's like... Our children are, you know, they're the next generation and honour that. You know, you don't have to have that new couch or that new car or that Mm. renovated kitchen or, you know, just live in a pile Mm. of crap for a while while you just sit there and stare at your children and be there for your kids because, Mm. believe me, you know, if they have those bottom beliefs, I'm not safe and I'm not good enough and they grow up with those, Mm. they're imprinted. Mm. from, you know, up to seven years old. So that's the reason why this morning I was presenting, um, you know, to the I Accelerate program in, it's the Wollongong And this is Ginger, this is Ginger the Frog. frog. So tell me a little bit more about Ginger the Frog. Well, she's she's a kind of neurotic frog. Mm. It's a six-part, half-an-hour series. I want to get it into schools. Mm. Um, And um, narrated by me. Um, And uh, she has great Aunt Fifi that is kind of like her sort of higher self, I suppose, but she's her great auntie Fifi that lives on the dark side of Peaceful Pond with a very, very grumpy Boris the Spider. So it's really life coaching for kids. Yeah. And it's for kids that are in kindy and um, also, you know, just the first part of school. So it's teaching them courage to go and talk to other kids, uh, you know, hold your ground, um, you know, ground yourself, breathe uh, to get out of anxiety and or anger. or, or mm. So it's got... It, she she starts off fine. She ends up falling apart. She does a whole load of exercises that the kids want to help her with because they know about empathy that mm. comes in at three. Yep. So they're kind of like, yeah, I, I really I really feel for you, Ginger. Yep. So it's it's teaching really really important things to kids, which is about intuition, creating mm. your reality, not being a victim, not taking on people's anger, not you know with the consequences of lying, mm. um, you know all that sort of stuff. So it's got you go through all the stuff. And then near the end, there's a meditation, okay. you know, for five minutes. And it yeah. just gets them out of their heads so that they are realising that they are not just their mind. Okay. Descartes had it all wrong. <laughs> I think, therefore, I am is so wrong. <laughs> yeah, we can definitely John overthink. Paul Sartre, he definitely <laughs> had it right. If I'm thinking and I'm conscious, there is something that is, who's watching that consciousness? Yeah. You know, and that was, as you know... Um, that was Sartre so it's Mm. like well that's what interests me because Mm. that's why meditation is so amazing do you still meditate for two hours a day or is it I don't do two hours a day but it's less but I do I do prefer to be aware and Mm. conscious in and I teach my clients this every moment so that they are always every time there is a trigger right get out of your head Mm. get out of your head just Mm. Relax, vague off. And mm. I have a technique called BEST. And, okay. I, and and that is a great one to do um, to get you from, you know, back into <laughs> Please <peace>. teach me. <laughs> so it's BEST. B, breathe. Breathe. Okay, so one of the best breathing techniques is, is in for four, sharply through your nose, holding for seven, and then almost forcing it out for eight. 
So the out-breath is longer than the in-breath and that relaxes the vagus nerve, which takes you out of fight and flight mm. and it brings you into nourish and feed, brings okay. you back into your body. So you do that four times, you'll feel yep. quite heady. Uh, you can do, oh, there's so many different, you know, it's like in for five, hold for two, out for seven, anything mm. that is taking it longer out. Yes. Yeah. And then the next thing is E stands for eyes. So you so you raise your eyes and you focus on one thing in the distance and then you take everything in while you're focusing in the distance in your peripheral vision, from your left to your right. And that what that does is it gets you from beta to alpha theta. Okay, so it gets you out of your head, slows down your brain waves, gets you into that nice kind of dreamy state. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so you're kind of feeling quite heady by then. S stands for surrender. This, what you're thinking is not just the little yeah. needy little me whose needs aren't being met, mm. right? This is bigger than you. Mm. This is a universe, it's not personal, this is a universal thing. Just mm. surrender to what I call the Luwati. You've got the loving unity of all that is, so it can be, you can call it what you like, God, quantum field, I'm so not into labels of anything, you know, um, universal wisdom, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. You've got your foot, one foot in the Luati, and you've got one foot in your human experience, which is your ego. Mm. Mm. So when do you choose to be in the ego? When do you choose to be in your human experience? And when do you choose to actually be observing your human experience so you can deal with your human experience? Mm. So that's surrender to the Luati. Yeah. And then T, what is the truth of the situation? Mm. Anything that doesn't come from mm. love is not real. It's okay. made up. It's made up from the stories that you've stored in your subconscious mind. Okay? So... Um, T stands for what is the truth of the situation? Take the elevator from your head down into your heart and ask what would love say, what would love do, and what would love be in every situation? Mm. The heart is 600,000 times stronger electromagnetically or something, you know, like, yeah. than the brain. You know, you look at the Heart Math Institute in America and all the amazing research about heart coherence. It's incredible. Mm. Thinking, moving, acting in the world from the heart. Mm. That's what creates the compassion, the empathy, the love, the intuition, the mm. things that the, the, the are really, really... Oh, and the self-healing, that's the fifth one. Those are the things that human beings seem to have forgotten. Mm. And they're our birthright. Mm. You know, those things, are the, the, that's our birthright. Mm. Those are the most important things that we can focus on, and we don't focus on any of them. <laughs> you do. <laughs> Yeah, you do. You literally <laughs> made it your life. You've made it your life's work. Yeah. And helping right. other people to focus on it. Yeah. Bringing them back to love, you know, mm. just bringing them back to just joy and, and, and the, the truth of who they are, mm. you know. Yeah. It's insanity to live in any other way, isn't it? Surround yeah. yourself in beauty. Mm. You know, eat good food. Mm. You know, we eat from our garden. You know, yeah. um, wash in rainwater. Have animals around you. Yes. You know, dogs. Yes. Cats, horses. Yes. <laughs> yes. I must Swimming admit, beautiful I do, beaches. I do try, I, I do try to, to do some of that. I have surrounded myself with animals and I have surrounded myself with love in my, in my own space. Yes. And uh, I would love to be able to eat more organic, but I tend to, do tend to have be restricted because I have a poster stamp of a garden. So, and I'm, yeah. so I have to only work with what I, what I have. So I, lots yeah. of rhubarb in summer. Yeah. Lots of rhubarb in summer. You... And my broccoli is growing at the moment, which is, mm, I, I, I saw too. that, I saw it had heads on it yesterday. Ooh, I was like, oh, exciting. That is very, isn't it exciting to grow stuff? Yeah, it is. Just it seeing gives you it such grow. Joy. It does. Yeah. And this, there is, there is, for me in summer, there is nothing as pleasurable as a tomato mm. fresh off the plant. Tell me about it. A sun-kissed tomato straight off the plant. And a sun-kissed strawberry. Yes. Yeah, warm, I have warm yeah. sweet strawberries yeah. from the garden for yeah. breakfast. Yeah. Go out there and pick away mm. blueberries. Mm. And I have <laughs> a I have a I have an extensive herb garden too, which I use a lot in teas. Mm. So I have nice. a I have So you're in that you're doing it. Oh yeah, yeah, I do try. I do definitely try. And I do definitely try to to sort of make sure I've got fresh fruit and vegetables going in me if I can. Yeah, yeah. And even, you know, you can do stuff like you know, you were talking about, oh, I'm worried about money or, you know, mm. or survival or stuff like that. Mm. You know, it's like, do you have clients that grow things? Can you do swaps? A lot of people do swaps around here mm. for things, you know? Yeah, I'm not sure if that's a Canberra thing. <laughs> 
I'm not sure if it's a camera thing. You could thing. start it. I could. <laughs> I could. But I'll be honest, I do have bills to pay. Yeah, yeah I know. I yeah, know. it's, it's it, 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 I mean, it can be tough. It can be tough. And at the moment I'm struggling with um, what I do about clients that don't turn up. Mm. Whether I enforce the 50% rule or whether I continue mm. to be compassionate. Mm. But I'm not sure the uh, Energy Australia give a damn about me being compassionate. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, there's yeah. things like that, isn't there? It, and, it, it, and that I actually really struggle with that because I do desperately want to be able to be compassionate and take into people's mm. circumstances because we've all been there and I'm, 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 I'm there as well. But, you know, I, I do have to worry about, you know, mm. my electricity bill and mm. my gas bill. And, and you do all things. the thing where you remind them beforehand. Yeah. you got all that in yeah. place and everything. Yeah, do all yeah. that. But then yeah. they sometimes... Yeah, well, a couple of weeks ago I had four out of five clients not turn up within the... Within, That's interesting. ...let me know within three hours that they weren't coming. That's very interesting, isn't it? Yes. Why did you manifest that? I didn't. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I <laughs> but didn't. you're in control. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're that I didn't. It was very, it was, it was very mm. strange. It was very strange because, um, yeah, I definitely... I'm pretty sure I wasn't manifesting that because it does mean that I can't go to the poetry festival at the end of the month. <gasps> Yeah, which I've been looking forward to for quite a few months. So oh. I'm pretty sure I wouldn't have manifested that one yeah. myself. Not on, yeah. Certainly not on purpose. But you're in charge, you see. Yeah. You are in charge. So, mm. And you can find that some in some other way. Can you yeah. can you volunteer at the Poetry Festival? Can no, it's Brisbane. It's too late now. It's in Is Brisbane. it? Mm, They've got late. all their volunteers. Are you sure? Yeah. They've got the volunteers? Yeah. Okay. But because um, a lot of yeah. people here, they'll volunteer for things. And oh, I think I'm going to do something. I think and... I'm going to do something else instead. I'm yeah. going to I'm going to go for a drive with the dog instead. Mm. So and have maybe that was a meant couple to be. of days. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Yeah. yeah, it's just stuff. It's all just exactly. Stuff. And that's kind of how I looked at it. You know, that's kind of how I I was, I was a little bit annoyed about it for the for the evening, and then yeah. I woke up the next day. But it was one of those. It was one of those days that just didn't go right mm. right from the start mm. of the day and and actually I will talk to you about this afterwards but I have just realized that I actually probably did absolutely 100% manifest those clients not turning up oh okay yes. good I'd like to hear that insight. yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and if you start your day badly you seriously have to start again and make sure that it starts well they yeah. didn't, they didn't spend 15 years in blooming um the California University studying gratitude um, for things that you're grateful for every morning um, and, yeah. you know, um, recording all the results to see how it completely changed people's lives for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so, mm. you know, it's it's very important to get something, a system, you know, things in place that are going yeah. to actually make you wake up in a good good way. You can't be waking up. And just going, oh, got out of bed on the wrong side. The whole day is going to go wrong. Yeah, no, I definitely don't do that. Good. Because people do. They just go, oh, yeah, no, they I, do. Knew, I knew it was going to be a bad day. Yeah, no, no, they do. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, yeah, they do. Yeah, no. yeah. Um, Good. But, yeah, so I would, I would like to thank you. Um, so just before, and I do this with all, with, uh, with all my interviewees, what do you, for, for you, what does the future of mental health look like in Australia? Oh, look, I would love it to look like, you know, more not just talking about stuff not just focusing on problems but actually doing some of the techniques that I use really that would be fantastic wouldn't it mm. <laughs> I think yeah, absolutely <laughs> works absolutely. for me yeah <laughs> and it works for clients of mine but look there's a um, smiling minder in schools now you know, mindfulness and meditation, and they've got some 2.5 something million, is it? Or there's an awful lot of money that's been put into, you know, that absolutely fantastic, good on them, you know, so, so happy about that, smiling mind for kids. Mm. Um, so meditation is on the rise. That, um, you know, there's apps for meditation. Mm. It's it, it really is just that awareness, awareness of your human experience. There is a gap. There is a gap between what's going on in your head and your human experience and you observing the higher self, you know, you observe, whatever you want to call it, you're mm. observing your human experience. 
And that is something that's absolutely vital for people to know so that you can use things. When your mind is going mental, as soon as you have a trigger, look how busy your mind is. Mm. Monkey mind going Mm. mental. How do you deal with that? How do you Mm. deal with that? Mm. Do you just keep going, keep going till it's so stretched that you're in some sort of like anxiety, full on explosion? Or do you actually start doing some things to manage that? Mm. How do you manage that? How do you self-soothe? Mm. How do you talk your way out of it? What sort of things do you do? What sort of things do you use? Mm. Are you somebody who needs to walk or do exercise to mm. get the endorphins, do you know, to change that? Can you just, you know, use your breath? Can you, you know, do best, then meditate, not have a nice bath, you know, w- retreat? Mm. Whatever it is, you have to be conscious all the time, I think. And, and I think helping kids do that and make that familiar, like they brush their teeth every day, you meditate every day. Yeah. You breathe. You do all those things every day. They become familiar. They are drummed into you mm. at school. They become. They become. Age. They become part of your life. They are just you. just like having just like cleaning your teeth and just like That's tying right. your shoes. That's it's right. It's all part of those day to day things that we do, and we are. That's what I'd like to mindful, see mental health be. General, yeah. yeah, that would be a wonderful, wonderful way forward. Yeah, and that was a very roundabout way of answering that question. No, we got got there. We got there. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, if you could travel back in time to when you were a teenager, what piece of advice would you give yourself? Never stop seeking. Never stop, I say to my girls, um, um, learn a practice where you get out of your head. And Mm. that doesn't mean get stoned. Yeah. (laughs) Take drugs. But just learn a practice where you actually understand mm. that you are not just your thoughts. Mm. It is, it's great to use your mind, but use your mind in the right way. I bought this amazing book called The Untethered Soul for my 22-year-old. She's just gone off to Cambodia. And as I gave her a hug goodbye, and she's been reading it, I gave it, gave it to her for Christmas, and it's by a guy called Michael Singer. And he just puts absolutely everything into what I've basically said to you into just you know he realized when he was a teenager wait a minute who's talking who's thinking you know is it is it me Mm. you know he realized that very at a very young age and he really started sort of studying all of this stuff and he would he's I just want to go off and just meditate and get out of my head and do yoga and then he realized that you can't learn from just going off in a cave and doing that living by yourself you learn through relationship you yeah. learn through your clients you mm. learn through oh, whatever absolutely. you know whatever comes mm. and have you noticed how just when you have an issue or you have oh, something every the exact damn client time. comes in every time you are manifesting your clients yeah you are manifesting your client you are manifesting your reality yeah. And it's so yeah. true, isn't it? They yeah. help you with whatever it is. And if I get triggered by somebody who comes in and says they're being beaten up by their husband, you know, like they're what it, blah, 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 and I'm triggered by it, I've got work to do on myself. Yeah. Do you know um, Dr. Lin who does Ho'oponopono in Hawaii? In Hawaii? No. Well, he went to a very, to a penitentiary where everyone was in shackles and they're all on deep med- medication and they could never get people to work there because the energy in the place was awful. Yeah. And it was, you know, and they just said, please, can you come and help? He said, well, I'm not going to see any clients. I'm just going to look through, you know, I hope you realise that that's okay. And they said, well, do whatever you need to do. And he read through their case studies. Mm. Every time he was triggered, he let something go of his own. Every wow. time he, tri- he changed the energy... He changed, he worked on an energetic level with those clients. It took him two years. Wow. They're off medication. They're off, out of their shack. This is a true story and it's Ho'oponopono. Thank you. Sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Sorry for forgetting that I'm actually part of everything in this universe. You know, please forgive me for, you know, whatever. Uh, Thank you. Thank you for taking care of the situation because, mm. as I say, surrender in best. It's not just personal. Mm. This is a universal thing. Thank do you, you. Do you believe this also and works with animals? Oh, God, yes. Yeah. So I'm, 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 I bet I'm you're telepathic with your dog. Well, I bet you are. I, well, yeah, a little bit. But I, 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 was, I, I do snake volunteering and I, I rescue snakes. And I, a couple of years ago I had 
Uh, I rescued a brown snake from a... He was caught in a water cover, a water meter cover. And he'd gone in to get a mouse and got stuck. And anyway, I ended up having to cut this brown snake out of the water cover with a hacksaw. And I had somebody else helping me holding the head end because brown snake. And um, (laughs) you don't take any risks there. (laughs) And he was puffed up in the hole. And as soon as I got to a point where I knew that I was about to break through the plastic with the hacksaw, I kind of went, now, come on, buddy, in my head, come on, buddy, just need to chill right now because I'm about to break through and I don't want to cut you. And there was this moment where you could almost see the snake go, (sighs) and suddenly this two millimetre gap appeared beneath the plastic, between the plastic and the snake. I was able to cut through and didn't get in, the blade didn't get anywhere near the snake. Snake went back in the bag. Snake then went into a box at my house. Um, I called the snake Kevin because I was watching Dances with Wolves when I got the call to go and, to go and rescue this snake. <laughs> and I had that snake in care for three weeks because he had a constriction wound, which is a wound that goes all the way around the body. And when it heals, it tightens up and can actually impact how they process food and all that sort of stuff. And it can be quite dangerous for a snake to, with a constriction wound. But every day I would go out and I would open the box and say, morning, Kevin. <laughs> and every morning he would just look up at me. And at no point did I feel any danger from that snake whatsoever. Whereas have, I've had other snakes where I've kind of gone, I don't want to go anywhere near that. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to go anywhere near that one. He's really pissed. Mm. But Kevin was just kind of like, yeah, okay. And I'd, I fed him I fed him a couple of times and then one day it was like a 32-degree day and I was like, right, okay, we need, I need to release this guy now. So I went for a three-kilometre walk on a 30-degree day to get into just the perfect spot. Yeah. And... I released him and he came out of the bag, he shot out of the bag, went about probably 10 feet away from me, stopped. Looked at you. Looked at me and then went off into the bush. Yeah. And I've I've told that story many times to wildlife carers. That's a wonderful story. And they kind of go, oh, but it's just a brown snake. He didn't know. I was like, oh, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. no, no. no. You know, don't you? He absolutely knew. He yeah. knew that I was trying to help him yeah. right from the beginning. Yeah. I've had that so many times with animals. Yeah. Um, we had bushfires all around here. People are ringing me because we've got paddocks you yeah. know, here at our, and we're on a hill, so we're never going to be affected by the bushfire. Yeah. And literally we had, you know, and I'd go up to these people and they'd, they'd say, oh, my God, he's never floated before. You know, it's like, I, I don't know if he's going to step on the float. This is the horse getting onto horse. the float. Yeah. yeah. And I say... He will, and then of course the horse goes straight on. Never been yeah. in a never been in a small encaged, you know. Thing. There's smoke around. They know. They yeah. know. And also alpacas. So we had the alpacas wedged in in the front, and then one underneath the legs of one of the horses, like mm. between the legs. You know, you don't put animals between horses' legs, legs. <laughs> especially no. when they've never floated. But we needed to get them out there quickly. Yeah. And they knew exactly. They knew that they just needed to be really, really still. You know, alpacas will go quite nicely into the back seat of a car as well. Will they? Yeah, have they done will. that? Yeah, no, that's how, I used to, <laughs> that's how I used to transport my alpacas. We didn't have a trailer. Oh, look, they're and somebody And somebody said to me, oh, yeah, no, you just put them into the back of the car because they won't they won't wee or poo or anything like that because their legs are up. Yeah. And they do. They just sit, they just sit on the back seat of, they're just like a dog. Yeah. They will sit on the back seat of the car. They'll stick their head out the window they've got an opportunity to <laughs> they are just the they are just the most wonderful creatures they are, they're very very calm yeah. um we really thoroughly enjoyed having alpacas but yeah. that was another remnant of the divorce he, we, we we that was one of yeah. the things that went when we when you get when that well because yeah. we we sold the house that had the land so yeah. yeah yeah but given the opportunity i would definitely have alpacas again yeah well the the, the other experience i had with alpacas of course they're in a tiny pen they're all in there together and the woman just said you know lucy was stroking them I'll just put her in the middle of them and I said really you know they're they're big and she's only three and and oh she'll be fine and Lucy was standing in the middle of them all just 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 going 
yeah. it's all around these lovely fluffy alpacas and they're just gently moving around her yeah. like this. Yeah. And have you noticed how dogs know when somebody's coming five minutes before they yeah. come? Five minutes before you arrive, my dog's barking. Right. Yeah, and I said, oh, she's coming soon. She'll be here yeah. in about five minutes. And you, and every time <laughs> that happens. Dog probably animals, heard me go into your neighbour's house. <laughs> animals are, I've lived with animals for many years. Horses, oh, my God. Yeah. You know, they are extraordinary. Yeah. Or Fifi always uh, gives, me a, gives me a bit of a heads up about three or four minutes before a, a client arrives. Yeah. And then she'll settle down and then the client will get out of the car and then she'll go nuts. Yeah. So Sweet. the clients never get a chance to, opt to, to ring the doorbell. Yeah. Yeah. she's going at them yeah know, just yeah. and then as soon as I opened the door she's like okay hello welcome <laughs> yeah. yeah there was a famous psychologist that said um one time one of the last things he was talking about children and everything and at the bottom he just said get them a dog he said I've got no reason I don't know why <laughs> I can't give you any reason why but just get your children a dog you know and just have them of course in the house you know, mm. sleeping on the bed or wherever mm. you know just like really integrate them and so that they mm. understand that animals are sentient beings mm. you know they are to be protected and loved and cared mm. for yeah. and that's really really important oh brilliant thank you so much for agreeing to talk to me today sarah that's a pleasure it's been fun yeah it's been great fun now that it yeah. all works so <laughs> i want to thank my guest sarah for sharing her secrets today thanks to nick mccroston my podcast guy and sound guru for doing the sound editing which he's going to earn his money today thank you to you the listener for listening subscribing and rating if you, want, if you want to share some secrets, we'd love to hear from you. Please send me an email via our website, secretkeepercounselling.com.au. And until next time, stay well. Thank you for listening to Secrets We Share. If you're interested in sharing some of your secrets, please visit our website at secretkeepercounselling.com.au. Keep an ear out for our next episode soon.